You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. That time of year again, bubble teams are making their final push for a bid while the top seeds are preparing for what they hope is a long run. And DraftKings is giving all customers a free shot up to $100,000 in total prizes. All you have to do is head to the DraftKings app and make your picks. Download the DraftKings app, head to their free-to-play pool page, and enter DraftKings free $100,000 tournament seeding pool. Free-to-play pools are easy to play. All you have to do is make your picks for who you think will get a ticket into March's biggest tournament. If you have the most answers correct, you win. The bank is open. Plus, don't forget about golf's fifth major this weekend. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a free shot at $100,000 in total prizes with the DraftKings tournament seating pool. That's promo code THPN to get a free shot at $100,000 in prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Shane the Rapper, back in full force, huh? <laughs> From the Wildwoods of Vancouver Island, welcome to the Soda Pod. Isha Jerome here alongside the State of Hoppy. And thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening. Um, the time changed, ladies and gentlemen. It really messed with me uh, today. I slept in a little bit too late. And right now, for the first time in, well, many months... I'm being blinded by the sun here on uh, this well on our soda pod live stream, and it's fitting with the type of beer that I'll get into in the hoppy hour. But uh, before we get into all that, thanks to everyone tuning in on the live stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch on this beautiful Sunday, and thanks to everybody else tuning in on the podcast episode 136. Hoppy, how's it going? It's going good, and I just want everyone to know that I'm only here for golden light. <laughs> oh, the best gif slash clip on uh, wild twitter right Dude, now i i honestly thought that it was fake <laughs> at first like i didn't oh, really? believe that that was a real thing from him and i'm so happy that it's real yeah and it was um wasn't he featured on like the like a one of ryan carter's little specials that he does with with the wild or was it just for uh for the company Dude, I have no idea, but either way, it was genius because Mick Golden is going to be off the shelves now. Oh, yeah. And uh, shout out to our friend Shannon was the one who first retweeted. Well, first I saw it anyways before it started to make the rounds on on wild Twitter. Um, yeah, and I can't wait for Hoppy to shotgun one uh, the next time the guy scores uh, yeah, scores, scores a hattie there. For, and it, it'll be the first of many, I, I believe, for for the Minnesota Wild and Kaprizov. That's the thing. If it was like Victor Rask, I'd be like, shit, like there's not going to be another hat trick, right? <laughs> with, with Kaprizov, I don't think anyone's worried about there being another one. So next one, as soon as he gets that third goal, 
instantly going on the live stream and shotgunning a beer. I was in the element. I was ready. And like, at first I was like half joking. Cause I knew I didn't have any inside, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure I got a couple out in the garage fridge empty. Nope. Oh. I was so bummed out, but holy shit. Huh? How about let, uh, we'll get into it with the wild talk, but like how fucking boring of a game was that until the last like 10 minutes. Hoppy, I'm not going to lie. I watched Which like five, watch, five minutes, no five minutes of the first. And I was like, eh. The highlights will do better, and then uh, I watch, and then and then I watched two minutes of no, I listened to like two minutes of the the second on K Fan, and then I saw Wild Twitter start lighting up, and I was like, I got to watch the third, and uh, I I missed the first goal, but then after that, I just watched the rest of the game, and uh, I was like, yeah, I tuned into the right time. There you go. Yeah, it. Hey, it turned out to be quite the game, though, huh? <laughs> the savior uh is here uh but before we get into too much more wild talk and nhl hockey talk on or as a whole we're gonna jump into our first segment the hoppy hour then we'll get into more hockey talk and then we have an extended mnc double a segment uh at the end of this show featuring james the founder of everything college hockey i'm basically just gonna let hoppy and james uh you know go get after it here and talk about college hockey especially uh in minnesota because it was a huge day for the Gophers, and it's been a huge couple days for college hockey. So again, thanks everyone tuning in on the live stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. And again, those tuning back in on the podcast, episode 136, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. First, I'd like to propose a toast to UMD goaltender Alex Stalak. To Stalak! To Stalak! I love that stuff. Been drinking it for years. You know, I, I heard they recently decided to add more hops to it. Well, you're all hopped out. Before we get into the hoppy hour here and make the make the rounds of what's on tap, let's let's talk a little bit about our sponsor, DraftKings. Uh, I know sports betting in British Columbia and in the state of hockey, it's still not a thing. So I'll hand things over to Hoppy here to try to. Well, to try to give you folks another option and to, to use some of the perks here, the Hockey Podcast Network's partnership with DraftKings. Man, if nothing's more relatable to actual sports betting, I went in, I started filling out a lineup. I actually used a, a different type of approach instead of going with the roster uh, salary caps that they do. I actually did the tier-based drafting where they put okay. like four to five players in the first one, second, third, all the way through nine. Kind of took my sweet ass time going through it. Forgot to submit. Got back like two minutes late. Tried to hit submit. Didn't go through. Oh. Um, and if that's not the epitome of half the bets that I think I would have won, but didn't because I didn't <laughs> submit in time. That's, uh, but hey, any way you want to bet on it, again, this is legal. You are not betting on games because for whatever reason, fantasy sports, that's skill. But betting on which team's going to win or lose in a point spread no, that's that's completely different. So, hey, enjoy it while you can. Take advantage until we do get sports books in hopefully, what, what five years? I don't know, Minnesota. But uh, definitely go to DraftKings.com and use promo code THPN. Get your gambling fix in. Isha, go with the obligatory read. <laughs> well, and I, I know not everyone in the, in the state of hockey is a, is a basketball fan, but a lot of you are, and a lot of you are even casuals, you know, follow March Madness and the tournament. It's finally here. The brackets have been set and the teams are ready to hit the court and DraftKings, the leader in one day fantasy is celebrating 
with their largest free college basketball survival pool ever. How large, you may ask? $1 million in total prizes up for grabs. And if that's not enough, check this out. When you enter the free DraftKings $1 million survival pool, you could win a shot at $10,000 for every upset uh, throughout the first two rounds of the tournament. It's easy to play. You just pick one team per day. If they win, you survive and advance to the next round. Last person standing is the winner. Remember, you only can pick one team uh, for the entire tournament, so choose wisely. DraftKings is a safe source app. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So get in on all of this week's action. Download the DraftKings app now. Enter code THPN during sign-up and enter the free $1 million survivor pool. Again, that's promo code THPN to enter the DraftKings free $1 million survival pool. Eligibility restrictions and terms and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Um, I know you're not a hoops guy, Hoppy, but did any of your friends you know, get in on the madness this time of year? I mean... Everyone gets in on the madness for the most part, to be honest. But no, most of my friends aren't big basketball fans. And how can you blame them when their home team is the Timberwolves? But um, no, I've got some friends that are into basketball. But everyone, I mean, again, is there a better event for betting throughout the year than March Madness? It's, Even I can get on board with that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And before I started to follow it a little bit more closely, I would just throw bets. I, you know, I didn't know anything about gambling or anything, but I would get into pools with some friends and just for the hell of it, you throw 10 bucks here, you know, uh, 20, 30 bucks here on, on some of the favorites and stuff like that. And it's a lot of fun. You know, I never came out, you know, <laughs> richer by any means, but it gave some incentive to watch the tournament. And look, when you go into watching any sports game, for me personally, anyways, I want to choose someone at least to root for or one team to root for. Sure, I can go in as a casual, but halfway through any game, I end up choosing a team anyways. And I'm like, okay, this is the team I want to win because even if it comes down to, I like their jersey better. Like, I don't know. And I've been like that ever since I was a kid playing like, you know, some of the first FIFA games and stuff on Super Nintendo. Like, I don't know why Argentina was my team because I loved that baby blue, but <laughs> that was it. What's yeah, up? Yeah, Sisha, that's, that's me, man. Fucking well, right. So that, that goes, we're getting into the weeds now, but that striped white and baby blue jersey is oh, beautiful. Um, and it didn't hurt that my brother is like, just got the biggest chub for Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh. So like, just out of spite, I have to say that Messi is leagues better than him. And like, through that, I've slowly become a Messi fan. So, yeah, no. Uh, my dad's a huge soccer guy. Um, Jeremy A. Miller. Hey, boys. Appreciate the love on the article. Did you guys get to read it? By the way, this is the host of Sly Fox Sports Pod. Oh, what up? Uh, Jeremy, thank you so much for your support uh, tuning in, and we'll continue to, to share and support you, my friend. Uh, Radio Fallness. Hashtag mute TV. Oh, well, I, I hope you're muting the TV and listening to us, uh, sir. <laughs> I'm not uh, sure about that. <laughs> William Fernando de Silva, our friend in Brazil, says, "Oh no, Argentina, no." <laughs> um, look, we're we're not uh, we're not soccer specialists here. I watched the MLS, and you know, William's probably just rolling his eyes at the fact that I even uttered that statement. So, yeah, I'm go. very sorry, William, and I I can say I in no way think that Argentina is better than Brazil. And in fairness, it should make you feel good that I'm not willing to be a Brazil fan because they're just too damn good on a regular basis. It feels kind of like the soccer bandwagon if you will. football bandwagon dude like what late 90s early 2000s brazil was ripping up the world cup like they were always favored to win so so there you yep. go um hoppy when are we when are we gonna launch another beer bracket we said around springtime spring is upon us here 
until we get to April and there hasn't been more snow in Minnesota, it's technically not spring yet. So we got a couple know, weeks here to confirm it. We got to I validate got the, it. I got the shock the the shock top on tap. So I think uh, spring is upon us. The sun was blinding me uh, moments ago. I figured, hey, this is the best time to bring out that summer beer, uh, that Belgian ale that is uh, nice and refreshing. I was telling you prior to going uh, on the live stream here and recording the podcast, this is my like a tall boy. This is my go-to post uh, post mountain bike beer. Usually there's a uh, well a couple trails where I usually go. There's like a little gas station with a little liquor store in it, and they always got these on on the shelf. And grab one, hit up the beach after, and it's a, it's a nice post uh, mountain biking ritual. If I don't fuck my ankle up uh, <laughs> that run, man, yeah. Let's hope we don't have another traumatic experience like that. Oh, I'll have one. Yeah, it's the it's the mountain bike way. Until you retire, you're always gonna break bones. That's just how how it is, man. What do you got on tap there? Or what do you, uh, how many, actually, sorry, how many? I'm, I'm only you, here. How many? Light. How many are you going to, you're going to go through this episode? We'll see how long the episode goes, man. <laughs> if Joey was commenting, he'd be like, all right, and uh, that's the episode here. <laughs> no, he'd be mad that he doesn't have any. Um, Jeremy says, uh, everyone loves Wonderwall after Minnesota United FC win. Hey, that's, that's, that's a good uh, celebratory song there. Minnesota United has some beautiful jerseys as well. I have to say. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I'm. I'm not. Again. I'm not a huge soccer guy. I support the the MLS because it's the league. You know, up here. World Just, Cup, man. World Cup for sure. It's the best. The best of the best. It's like, you you laugh when you talk about the World Cup of hockey because, it's it's not even close, no. uh, to World Cup soccer. Okay. So in April we'll start uh we'll start mentioning and teasing our our new beer brackets that we have coming up. Um, I had some other things I might, I was maybe going to get through on this segment, but we'll, we'll put them on the shelf and talk about them Wednesday. Uh, THPN, we have some brackets going on as well. The best rookie performance of the decade. Um, we'll get into that on Wednesday when uh, we get into round two and talk a little bit about the upsets in round one. As always, that, uh, bracket contest that you can enter by just retweeting and commenting at hockey pod is presented by DraftKings. Use promo code THPN for sign up bonuses and weekly deals. Let's get into the weeds. Let's talk about the Minnesota Wild and some hockey topics here on the other side. Thanks to everyone tuning in on the live stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, and everyone listening back on the podcast. New podcast every Monday and Thursday here on the Soda Pod presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. You're listening to episode 136 of the Soda Pod presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Let's talk some Minnesota Wild. Let's talk some NHL. One more game in this desert team series. I'll call it that. Wild going 6-8 and eight thus far with 11 points. Can they go 7-9 and nine and get those much-needed two points in another Yotes bout hobby? I'm sorry. This isn't even to correct you, but it bothers me when it's it's not 6 and 8. Oh. Six in. of eight. Sorry. Six in. and eight. Yeah, that in, works too. In is what I was trying to say. So. That, that wasn't even to correct you. I just like that stopped my brain for a second. So, but yes. It doesn't it's, take much. It's been quite the showing, to be honest. And uh, let's just talk about the last two games since our previous show, right? Like Minnesota Wild, only existent in the third period. <laughs> How do we turn this around? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, 
man, it's it it doesn't surprise me because this team, like I said, has been so defensive. That that's their identity. You look at some of the the best defensive players, both you know forwards and and on on the back end there in the entire NHL, both underlining stats and eye test. You know both of them. And you see a ton of Minnesota Wild names on that list too. So I'm not surprised the games are boring. I just, I feel like there's, when they light it up and they put their foot down on the gas, this team can do amazing things and they're super entertaining. It's like, why can't they do that for even fucking 15 minutes longer in a game? Why do they have to wait two whole periods to do that? It doesn't make sense. Well, man, I don't know if 15 minutes is enough though. When you play against like a competent team or a team that gets on the baby jump steps, right away. Baby steps, Hoppy. No, right, but, like, you can't come back and win against good teams like that. Like, at least not by and large, especially if you're talking about getting into the playoffs. That's just not going to work to but they just don't go shell down, out. But they don't go down too much. That's the thing. They keep it, like, relatively close and then seem to turn on the Jets. I still don't think that Arizona is the best use case for us to talk about with, yeah, we're keeping them off the board. Well, no shit, they don't score. <laughs> No, f- fair enough, but we've, you've seen it with Vegas, too. I mean, they haven't been super high-scoring games. Uh, Jeremy, we'll get into that line in a sec here. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, baby. Um, but, okay, well, what are, you, what are some solutions? Is it shuffling the lines again? Because it looks like chemistry is actually pretty good right now. I mean, w- what's that spark? Is it a trade? Do they bring someone else in? <laughs> yeah, I don't have enough time to get into trades, but... Um, well, we'll get there in a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be there real soon, and uh, it's funny... I read Russo's most recent article and uh, talking about, you know, who could potentially be traded because they've, you know, they're on the last year of their deal or like who just makes sense from a value perspective, AKA Matt Dumba. And uh, he echoes my sentiment of please just don't fucking trade Ian Cole, please. (laughs) Dude, he's been great. He's, he's helped. He's played his role 100% since arriving with the Minnesota wild. He's not going to get you much of a return. And honestly, that's a guy that if you can get him to stay for a reasonable deal, he is exactly what you want for a third pairing defenseman. Just don't bump him down to the taxi squad and he'll be happy and he'll stay and he'll eat pucks for you all goddamn day. Yeah. Uh, Natasha Harris here uh, listening on YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. I think it's more of the way Arizona's play, not Minnesota's. Are you saying that they shut Minnesota down for the first two periods? I don't know. I just don't think that, especially without Kemper, like Arizona's not a defensive team, right? They're a team that, yeah, doesn't allow a lot of goals usually because Kemper's a stud. But to say that Arizona was too much for us defensively is probably a bigger concern than just the Wild not showing up to play at the beginning, right? Yeah, like they didn't make a ton of defensive mistakes. The Wild, they just, again, they didn't get into gear offensively. Uh, A line that has been every single game, though, Zuccarello, Victor Rask, and uh, Dollar Bill himself, uh, Kirill Kaprizov. 14 shots today alone. Um, Six of them belonging to Kaprizov, which is outstanding. Or eight of them, sorry, I believe, uh, today. Uh, Eight of them the last two games. (sighs) That's... Thank God he's shooting. And again, I, I'm not the person that needs to see him shoot eight times every game, but he needs to stop being the pass first guy. We're seeing glimpses of that now. I just hope it continues. Everyone just please ignore the uh, little debacle there at the end of the game today. Oh, where I was going to say, Zuccarello is <laughs> the pass first guy. 
Jesus Christ, Mats. I mean, you're okay. Both of them could have shot that though. Yeah. Kaprizov could have shot that. He's like, no, I'm going to go to Zuccarello. Zuccarello is like, ah, I'm going to go back to you. Yeah, but Zuccarello had the, like, it was, yeah, that, that was bad. And I apologize. I, I didn't, I don't have the Stefan video up and ready. Oh man. But hey. shades, shades of that. <laughs> but Hey, important to note though, like, Two times now in the last couple of games, a wild player has been hacked down on a breakaway against an empty net. Why would you do that when you know it's an automatic goal? Why not just let him try, potentially miss, a la Patrick Stefan? Uh, you know, they're, they're pissed off and they're like, hey, if I can at least cost this guy a new stick, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try to break that sucker. Which that alone, I, I have to say, I know we've talked before about how Jerome McGinley is like the most notorious wild killer yeah my personal argument and again was the flashy choice right i think alice hemsky is far and away like the guy that's haunted my dreams the most watching wild games really he has done some damage and it's kind of a weird one too because granted no one will agree with me and that's fine uh my brother and i both absolutely like looked back and we're like god i wish they had taken hemsky instead of koivu Hemsky, he was, yeah, he had a great career. I think just underappreciated because, like, he came in right when the Oilers, like, had a random surge and then were terrible for so many years and talented as hell. You know what's funny is a lot of, uh, a lot of Oilers fans, like, my age, they love him because he was just that bright spot in games who was still able to score and, you know, put on a show for the fans. Um, Alice Hemsky, yeah, what a legendary game that was. Didn't win the series, but they won, they won the game. And all in all, man, like I, I do think that he is a very underrated player, right? Like he came in at the worst possible timing for Edmonton, like right in the gap where they're like, yeah, we're a fringe playoff team every year, but like we really don't matter all that much. Sure. They went to the cup that one year, which does anyone know how either them or Carolina got to the finals? Nope. Actually, no, I know how Edmonton did because they had Chris Pronger, but outside yeah. of that, like it's what a just, weird year that man. was the weirdest year holy shit hey cam cam ward man he uh won the calder that year and the cup how are you well, it's not bad almost jordan binnington-esque but the better <laughs> the better player won the the calder in uh in that year uh sean costco thanks for tuning in buddy if my calculations are correct wild goals per 60 on the power play 2.63 I have no idea. I haven't you are probably that. correct. <laughs> You're probably correct, Sean. So if you had a full game of power plays, <laughs> <laughs> you would you'd score maybe three goals. Oh man, His brain is in a that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, they need to pick it up. <laughs> it's so bad. They need to pick it up. Um, so with Brodeen continuing actually to play like the top pairing guy that we all know he is and that we've talked about it here on the Soda Pod, uh, does it make it easier for the Wild to part ways with Dumba? Assuming, you know, they don't say fucking go for a run uh, right around the, the, the trade deadline with this team, you know, maybe even being second or third in the division. I'm not sure it makes a difference. Like, yeah, coming into this, we pretty much looked at the four right for the wild we got spurgeon brodeen Suter, and dumba the four are pretty interchangeable like you can put any of them on the first or second pairing and you're probably going to turn out okay mm -hmm. um it's good that he's playing well right like that certainly makes you feel a little bit more comfortable with it but uh, man it sucks because like you want to keep dumba and i'm sure there's a lot of fans who say like you can't get rid of him because him and Kirill are buddies 
don't care. Like he's just a good change. locker room guy too, though. You can just he see is. it on the ice, you know. He he absolutely is. So if you can get any of the other defensemen to wave their no move, and we can find a way to make that work, sure. Good luck. <laughs> right, it's not going to happen. So it's inevitable at this point. And Russo talks a lot about that in his trade article too. The one thing he doesn't hit on is the cap. Like he says, yeah, sure. The next two years, we got him at six million. He doesn't mention our three other defensemen who are all making over seven. Or actually, yeah. sorry, Brodeen's going to be just under that, right? He's yeah, he's, he's, he's just in the under sixes, that. but still, you can't have your top four defensemen make that much money, especially when it'd be it'd be maybe a different situation if we didn't have the heir apparent coming in to the midst. But yeah, Kalen Addison, perfect replacement for Matt Dumba on the ice. Certainly the locker room's a different discussion, but guess what? If you can have a guy come in at league men, sorry, rookie deal and do basically what Dumba does from the offensive perspective, that makes it that much easier to move him. So the real question again, we've talked about this and we'll get into it more coming up to the trade deadline. Do we trade him or is the return not enough and he just ends up being the guy we expose? I mean that that's the thing. That that's the question. And we'll we'll definitely continue to talk about it here, and we'll see how it pans out. Obviously, in the summer, uh, Talbot and Kakinen are looking like one of the best tandems in the National Hockey League right now. Wouldn't you agree? They're definitely looking the part. Um, I still think there's more games to be seen. I want. They haven't played St. Louis yet. They've played an up and down Colorado team that hasn't had everyone in the lineup. Same with Vegas, right? But. Doing yeah, but we talked about to. in the last episode, even without those players, Vegas is still absolutely by far the better team. No, completely agree. And they're they're doing what they need to, right? It's looked good the last six, seven games for both goaltenders. The bigger thing for me is like, what the hell is happening with the deployment here? Like, you really have Kapanen go a couple games in a row, killing it, the last game of which is a shutout, and then you yank him and say, Talbot, go have fun. Like it's working. I get it. But why? Like there's, yeah. it doesn't seem like there's a method, like on any given night, I don't know who's going to start. And that's a problem. Injury maybe, or maybe calculating something, something's nagging. It it's easier to just switch it up, you know, for a goaltender when your backup or tandem partner there is, is healthy. So maybe it's just something was nagging. Didn't want to, didn't want to aggravate it. And Talbot, He's fine, ready to go, and clearly uh, the team trusts him, and clearly he showed up for the task there. And if that's the case, sure, I get it, and we would never know, right? They're not going to say that, but I don't know. It's just interesting to sit back and see them have this weird cadence with which they bring out the goalies because I don't think either goalie is benefiting from it. Uh, Stalock was waved and picked up by the Oilers, my man. Jeremy commenting. What does this mean for Stalock? It means Stalock's still going to play probably sooner than later playing for Edmonton. Means but he's not gonna... about to be the number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's not playing uh, for the Minnesota Wild anymore. And uh, cheers to him, to Stalock. To Stalock. Oh, man. Um, what else do we have here before we jump into some NHL stuff? That's, uh oh, split with the, we, we, the Wild need to split with the Avs. You know, when this desert series is, uh, well, this desert run is over. They play two games against Colorado Avalanche. Realistically, like I said, a split with them would be awesome. And then follow that by two wins against the Ducks. That solidifies, you know, the Wild in the top 
the top part of the the western or the hot western the honda west division honda and potentially the top three moving forward if they could stay at that pace yeah and it's interesting too because like again i think the kemper injury depending on how long that ends up being pretty much locks the wild into the playoffs unless they do everything wrong right like they are in a position just like kaprizov is in a position that he should win the calder unless something goes wrong yeah, the Wild should be a playoff team this year unless something goes horribly, horribly wrong. Yeah, Caprizov is going to win the Calder unless Vancouver goes on a fucking tear, wins their last That's... whatever fourteen games in a row, and Hoagie gets like three points a game. Not I'm really happen. worried. Really worried. Not, not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Canucks got to win though, and in textbook fashion, Tyler Myers plays his best game of the season, and Canucks Twitter just wants to burn all his jerseys and uh, and riot, which. It is what it is. A typical day on Canucks Twitter. Um, any Anything else before we move on to some NHL stuff here? From the wild front, the only thing I'd ask you is, because I had this asked by one of my buddies, are you happy at this point with the entirety of the Talbot contract? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm 100% fine with it. And again, that extra year was to bring him in the door, and it's a... It's a it's a good problem to have knowing that he's probably going to be the backup in that year. I I you know, let, let's be honest. And you have a solid backup there where you only have to overpay for one year for for a backup role. Yeah, and I'm of the same elk. He's very very opposed. He's kind of like we were initially to the Talbot signing in general. And he's less about the extra year. It's just like, "Oh yeah, we overpaid him by 1 or 2 million." I'm like, "I don't know." And in his point of view it's that Talbot <laughs> Talbot was run out of Calgary and I said no they went out and got a top five goaltender yes and his response which he and I we could argue for days like more so than you and I <laughs> let me give you his exact quote response which is funny but uh I'm pretty sure it's actually how he feels uh Beanut, feel free to let me know if you want to come on the podcast if you're actually listening to this especially with we'll a name like Beanut please that's right um, I said, because they signed a top five goalie in the league, he said, is that goalie playing for their AHL team or is he backing up Markstrom? Ooh. Yeah. So, Hey, again, please not, come on. I'm the not podcast. Tell I, you, I got, I got a lot of, come on. I, I got a lot of words for your friend there. <laughs> <laughs> he will debate you to the death. He's not much different than myself. <laughs> uh, Jeremy commenting. What about Kirill's contract? If he wins the Calder lock, they're paying him whether he wins the Calder or not. Yeah. Uh, Natasha Harris, uh, listening to the Minnesota media. They said the organization, uh, Kakinen wears down from playing too much. I mean, he's still young. This is his first full season, in the national hockey league. That, that makes sense. Again, Giving him some rest, give even even for his mind and his mental uh, side of the game, because as we all know, like goaltending is is probably what fifty percent of mental game too. If your body's at one hundred percent, but I guess my perspective on it is, why would you be going like two games on, two games off for both guys? Why not just alternate games and keep them both fresh and keep them both in the game? They went but... with well, they went with what they felt is the better goalie right now for the game for the harder games. Gave Talbot the easier one, so oh. Okay, so we know who the one A and the one B are. Oh, Got we it. do one hundred percent, one hundred percent, man. Stats, stats don't lie. Um, That's a small sample size. Man. <laughs> I'm not ready to. I'm not ready to ordain him. 
Okay, okay. Um, for those uh, who join us on the live stream, uh, this coming Wednesday, we got Judd Zolgad joining the live stream, uh, 7.30 p.m., uh, right up, right at the beginning of the show. Uh, we'll ask him uh, what, he, what he has on tap, too, if he's not at work there. So if you have any questions leading up to that, um, fire them at the Soda Pod. Or if you follow Judd, uh, send uh, send him a tweet or a message and uh, hashtag the Soda Pod, and we will get to it. Um, we've had Judd on the podcast before, but it wasn't live. Um, it was an awesome interview. Go back and check that out. And excited for uh, for Hoppy to be able to talk to him this time because I think we pre taped that one. It was it wasn't on the live stream. Right. I was gonna say that's why it was such a good interview. I wasn't part <laughs> of it. <laughs> Maybe. Um, <laughs> Okay, Jeremy. One last wild thing, and we'll we'll get into uh, one or two NHL topics before we bring on uh, James from Everything College Hockey. He says, uh, "How much would you give Kareel?" Now we've talked a little bit about this before, uh, but uh, but hey, l- l- let's answer the question, Hoppy. What w- what are you thinking here? It a hundred percent depends on what he says he wants. Because okay, well, the two options we know if if it's a bridge, what do you think it is? And if it's long term, what do you think it is? And again, we went we went back. I think it's three or four episodes ago. We we talked about this a little bit. Man, I would love to be a fly on the wall for those conversations to see Bill Guerin sitting down and being like, listen here, son. But I think if it's a short-term deal, you're probably looking at like six-ish for like, say, a two-year, three-year bridge. If we're talking just, hey, let's just go for it now. Shit. You would hope for something in the eight to nine range, but it just comes down to how hard they negotiate and push for it. Shit, he can probably demand more than that, but I would not be too eager to jump in and give him 10 mil over eight years. That's just a big commitment after one year. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna be that big. I don't think so either. I I think Bill Guerin's gonna put his foot down and say, Listen here, boy, this is what we're doing. Yeah. And I I don't know. I Look, see I, I don't something even think... of the elk of like a six year or uh, sorry, two year, $6 million deal being a good bridge. Get us through this flat cap. Right. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully we're talking about this ESPN deal, which Isha failed me in the last podcast and didn't insert the beautiful NHL hockey music from ESPN. He's going to do that right here. Right now, I know he's writing down the time as we speak. Uh, it's going to be beautiful in the podcast maybe. for everybody who listens. And uh, I don't know. The hope is that you know Kaprizov is going to be aiming for a bigger contract after that, which could be beneficial to both sides, right? Because yep. he doesn't want to sign something right now. If he signs a seven-year deal, that brings him to 31. That's a tougher time to re-sign. But you look at the economics of it, do a two-year deal, call it six mil, whatever, then from there, you sign the big ticket for seven or eight years, get the max of whatever you can, and that brings you into your mid-30s. Done. Win-win. I love it. There you go, Jeremy. Okay, uh, we only got a few minutes here before we bring on uh, James from Everything College Hockey. Uh, we'll we'll dive into two quick topics here, and we don't have to dissect this one too much, but Jordan Binnington signs a six-year, $36 million extension with the St. Louis Blues. Uh, deserving of this hobby. I mean, he did win a Stanley Cup, but I know there is a problem in the goaltending market where you pay goalies, you know, for their uh, Stanley Cup rings, not necessarily for the run they may they may have again or are about to have. I would disagree. The Pittsburgh Penguins did not pay Matt Murray, so that's true. That's true. 
That's true. And I still think he's a disrespected goalie, but that's something that I'll get shredded for forever. Hey, hey, wait, um, wait. At least, you know, he's helping the Senators. I mean, aren't you said uh, before we went up or uh, went on live on this live stream that the Senators were up for Zilch on the Maple Leafs? They're up for one and uh he's not playing. He's oh. hurt actually. <laughs> Disregard it. <laughs> Strike it from the records. Crickets, um, crickets on the podcast, 35-13. But I don't know. It's hard to say because it's funny. Like, you'll see the Blues win a game or lose in overtime, and they freak out at Bennington, very uh, Vancouver-esque with Myers. But I don't know. I think he's a capable goalie. I think he's got ups and downs. He's still got some kinks he's working out, and he had a pretty magical run, right, to the cup. I still think that he's a capable goaltender. It's just a little scary to give him that kind of term when he's still somewhat unproven from a consistency perspective, but he's at least young enough that like, you're not going to get burned from him breaking down and getting older. Yeah. Kind of like the Markstrom contract, like we were worried about, but I don't hate it. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's a tough situation on both sides, right? Because if they let him go, he could easily go to another like contending team and he could torch it for him. But I don't know that a six by six is a lot of faith you're throwing into the Bennington boat. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, courteous uh, producer here that was into the the Dutch the Dutch waffles outside the studio because the bag uh, crackles a lot. So thank you very much, Pigeon. Stroop waffle. um one last thing here uh piece of news the international ice hockey federation has confirmed uh the postponement of the women's world hockey championship in nova scotia to uh may 6th to 16th the tournament was originally scheduled for april 7th to the 17th um hopefully it still goes on it was canceled last year obviously right when the the global pandemic kind of hit its worst um everywhere and um I'm excited to see this tournament. It's always a good one. And um, one thing I did want to bring up, uh, the, actually the play-by-play during the game, it was the gold medal game between Finland and the United States in 2019. And uh, throughout the the broadcast, they were saying that if Finland wins, it would be history in Helsinki. Now, I still think that it, that it was historic and that history was made in Helsinki because the Finnish team got fucked over uh, upon winning the medal and uh, the tournament after, you know, chucking their gear and celebrating and uh, in, o- in an overtime win, that is, that uh, they had a goaltender interference call called late in that game, uh, well, called on that, on that goal, and they actually had to play a little bit more of overtime upon collecting all their gear, getting kind of back in the groove of things, and then the U.S. in, you know, the storybook ending there ends up winning. Did you watch that game, Hoppy? And from like a U.S. side, did you remember this? Because I was furious upon learning about this. Yeah, uh, thanks, Producer Pigeon, bringing it up here. Uh, doing radio work back then. Not a not an IHF women's women's hockey fan there, Hoppy. I'm watching the video that you just threw up on the screen. Excuse me. Um, and for those on the podcast, we're uh. We're just taking a look at the video here. I'll share it at the soda pod. Uh, but anyways, why it was called uh, an interference was the goalie got maybe their knee, like just a little bit of the padding got nicked. But the thing is like the goalie had already committed to that right side well out of the crease already. And like just the toe. And I think was the argument was on the line. 
And after the the forward scoring and skating by the goalie, they they uh, they ruled it that they they actually interfered with with them. And so I just thought it just sucked because it was border borderline argument, but they'd already won. It was in Finland. <laughs> it's in Finland. They already won, and it just seemed like obviously they were going to lose after picking up the gear and the. You know, the champagne's probably already popping in the locker room with the trainers, having to get back, collect yourself in what, like 10 minutes? Obviously, you're going to lose that game in overtime, and that's what happened. Yeah, and it's unfortunate, right? Because, like, the ref called it correctly, probably, if they're, like, going by the textbook. But when you take the situational aspect of it, like you said, where, like, goes out of position, this shit was going to happen anyways. They're already into celebration. Like, it's it's just unfortunate that you had to ruin that experience for those players when that ended up being the same result. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't speak too much on it. It's, it sucks, but being an American, I was thrilled that it wasn't over. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's just, I think what, what made it even worse was it was, it was in Finland. Right. And it was against arguably the best. Well, it was the, the Canadian women's team kind of shit the bed that, that year. And the U S team was the juggernaut. They were killing it throughout this whole tournament. And I think Finland, like they were just coming off like a world junior win the year prior. And they were competitive um, in some other world, uh, world tournaments. And then it was like icing on the cake that the, the women's team, you know, wins the gold at home. And uh, yeah, the whole situation just, just really sucked there. Um, and I thought I'd, I'd, I'd bring, uh, bring that up. Yeah, and before we transition then into college hockey, we do have to mention that it's just funny to me. Eric Carlson wants Sharks to avoid rebuild. In quotes, did not sign here for that. And to me, it's just kind of funny because, like, don't get me wrong, he is one of the best defensemen I've ever had the pleasure of watching play in his twenties. But but he's part of the problem. Like that's. I have no political leaning, but that's like Trump saying, I wish America was more inclusive place. Like, <laughs> it's just stupid that he's like, yeah, I really want to avoid a rebuild. That's not why I signed here. And it's like, buddy, like you're the reason that Pavelski's gone, which started this downward spiral. Like there's a lot that's gone wrong because of that signing, which don't get me wrong. I think most teams would have signed him to that same contract. It's just gone really poorly for the team. Right. Yeah, and the, what what was funny is he like I don't have the quotes up in front of me, but he he said something along the lines of, um, you know, I I, I was part of a ten year rebuild in Ottawa, and I don't want that again. It's like, buddy, in the seven year stretch of dominance there, you had five playoff appearances and an Eastern Conference final where you, if they would have beat Pittsburgh, they could have gone all the way, baby. If not for Chris Kunitz, huh? Oh, Fucking baby, Kunitz. There man. there is no goal that's ever made me. Oh happier. man, what a what a tire fire! But we don't have time to get into that San Jose <laughs> stuff. I, I was on the Stick Hungry podcast earlier talking about it, so I've exhausted <laughs> that topic. Anyways, uh, one more segment on the other side. It's Sunday, so that's MNCAA. Uh, I'll let Hoppy take the reins on that. Um, on uh, on the other side, we got James Murray of Everything College Hockey, and we'll we'll dive into a little bit of you know how we started that. Uh, well, that amazing brand and all the content that they do there. Thanks, everyone, uh, tuning in on the live stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. All the comments coming in. We absolutely love it. And again, thanks to everybody tuning in on the podcast, episode 136 of the Soda Pod, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.
Joining us now from everything college hockey, James Murray, repping the Mark Parrish gear, apparently, here <laughs> with the hoodie. Oh, shit. Yeah. How are we doing tonight, sir? We're doing great. How are you guys? We're good. We're good. I, I got to ask you, too. What are the odds that Isha for THPN would bring our podcast together like this? <laughs> I can do it. I love it. I love, love I'm that sorry for the Jefferson too. That's great. <laughs> that, that's right. No, we, we got to throw it out there though. Um, if you didn't know, Isha for THPN actually runs the Soda Pod account Pretty and much. is the host of the Soda Pod. So we just well, got a good chuckle when you reached out and said that he said that you should join our show tonight. In fairness I, to James, I, I in fairness <laughs> to James, I told Hoppy, I was like, because we talked earlier, uh, James and I had a meeting earlier today, and I was like, oh yeah, just like reach out to the soda pod and we'll we'll schedule, you know, the All time right. for you to come talk. Well, and then, then you're an <laughs> asshole. And then, literally, and then literally, I got the notification before Hoppy, and I was like, oh yeah, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, you're an asshole, Anisha. That's your fault. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Now, James, your buddy who came on with us last week was not Damn, aware. Yeah. Isha didn't give him the memo. Do you have a beer with you tonight? Um, I do. One second. Let me. He's at, he's had a beer with him all day because it's college hockey playoffs, Hoppy. Yeah, it's here we go. Hey, nice baby. Rona. We got it. <laughs> Rona season. I love it. Rona season. Quite indeed. quite literally, globally, Rona season. <laughs> Keeping them in business yourself. Respect it. Yeah, Although it's, it. it's Mick Golden season in Minnesota because of Kaprizov <laughs> right now. God bless that, man. All right, yep. boys. MNCAA, I'll hand it off to, to you, uh, to you NCAA fiends. Oh, boy. James, did we watch the uh, Minnesota and Michigan State game? Yeah, we did. We did. Um, quick oh, man. My boy on Michigan State, though. Charlie Combs, uh, hell of a career there. He ended his season today. But uh, I think Michigan State, yeah, they gave the Gophers – all they wanted and more today, but uh, luckily uh, we got one late in the game and, and ran to finish the job in OT. So, um, yeah, that, that was that was a stressful game. You know, I think the Gophers overlooked them a little bit, and they obviously know that they're in the tournament. And Michigan State isn't, and you know, I think that makes a big difference. when Michigan State has to win to get in. So, but uh, Gophers got the job done. So it's happy to see that. No, absolutely, and that one, shit, it it looked pretty bad from the start, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, they came out slow, and Michigan State came out hot. So. Um, yeah, it was nerve wracking, but it was a good win there. And, um, same, you know, good win for the wild today too. So good day for Minnesota hockey. Oh, great day for Minnesota. And we can wait and see, cause I'm not even sure. Do we know if it's Michigan or Ohio state for the next round yet? We lost James, but we'll, we'll get him back in a second. Here. We'll get him back. Um, too many, we Ronas. Won't talk. <laughs> too many Ronas that, oh man. Uh, but Hoppy, <laughs> tee up what, what else is on tap? Well, man, the, the excitement here is, I mean, Mankato is who we thought they were. They walked through their competition 1-2. Uh, it was 3 nothing and 3-1. to one. Um, Bemidji State also advancing to the semifinals for the WCHA. So, hey, if we can get those two going head-to-head, -head, that would be fun. Uh, but the matchup coming up that everyone wants to see is St. Cloud versus Duluth. And that's the one that we're going to talk about here because that's going to be the biggie. But no, uh, Duluth, as we mentioned last time, or I guess last Sunday, not a great matchup. And they almost went down. They ended up winning in overtime. They advanced when arguably they probably shouldn't have. And they get to play St. Cloud. And we get a real MNCAA matchup here to see who goes to the finals for the NCHC tournament. Um, we'll maybe be getting James's thoughts here. We don't know yet, but... 
We're um, working on it. So far, no Minnesota team has been eliminated from competition. So there we go. All I see on on Twitter right now is 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 NCAA everywhere from from even like high school hockey accounts to just casual like college hockey fans. It's it's just nuts. Sorry, James, we, are we good now? Yeah, we're good. I'm All right. Up any more stats on my phone here. Go. Hoppy's got you covered with the stats. We got no, We're good to go. <laughs> and hey, it. I, I feel like that. Everything that just happened, there was a microcosm of Duluth in their matchup this weekend. Oh, Holy shit. How did they squeak through? Yeah, that was uh, – I think uh, – I feel bad for Western there to end their season on that, on that goal is tough. But yeah. shout out to them too. They, they, they battled there and Duluth squeaked out as they normally do. But, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how they do next uh, next game. And man, we knew coming into this that that was not a desirable matchup for Duluth. Like no, the yeah. fact that it came down to the wire like that, and again, unfortunate goal, but good for Duluth. Talk to me though. Like, what are we expecting now going into the next game here between St. Cloud and Duluth, two oh. of Minnesota's finest? Yeah, um, it's gonna be a physical game. I'll tell you that. But I'll take. Uh, I'm gonna take St. Cloud. I got them. I know some of the. ECH here, the staff has a lot of them have Duluth, as a lot of them are former Bulldogs, but uh, I got St. Cloud in that game. And um, I think St. Cloud needs to make a run. Like, they just got to stay hot. I know they're already in the tournament too, but, you know, they've had, they've been bounced um, p- past couple of years in the first round. So they want to keep the ball rolling and hopefully, you know, get a couple of wins in the tournament, make it to the Frozen Four. But uh, starts finished around in the tournament, the NCH tournament. When we talked about that last week with your buddy for yeah. ECH and, what is it that every year St. Cloud and Mankato both come in like just buzzing, like both yeah. one seeds in their region and both of them just get shelled. Like what do they have to do to get over the hump? It's it's comes down to a good goalie. Um, you know, Duluth doesn't, they lost Shepard this year. So uh, the fans have done a good job. And I think for, for, you know, Mankato, uh, Minnesota state, you know, they obviously lost their season last year and a lot of seniors with that very talented group of, of seniors. So yeah. that hurts them a lot. Um, but, you know, they still have uh, work to do, and they're not forgetting about last season. So I think with Dryden and Net for uh, Minnesota State, you know, they're going to at least make it past the first round. Duluth, I don't know. Though. We'll see, you know. We'll see who gets matched up with who, though. So. Yeah. No, for sure. We'll see what happens in the tournament. Curious from your end, because obviously none of us really know what's going to happen yet, but mm-hmm. how many years or will it ever happen that St. Thomas ends up actually being a factor in division one college hockey, uh, not saying winning the tournament or anything like that, right. but actually being a team to fear. Um, I mean, they're going to go into the uh, CCHA. Um, it's going to be a tough conference. So I think, you know, they're going to have to get good quick, but you look at Arizona state and Penn state, you know, it took them probably three years to be a factor, be someone you don't want to play every weekend. So, um, but St. Thomas, a beautiful school, beautiful campus, um, you know, right next to Minneapolis there. It's going to be a great rivalry with the Gophers. So they're going to have to get good talent in quick. And I don't think they'll have a problem doing that, but uh, I'd say two to three years. Fair. And that I'd say that's the going rate. Like you said, Um, big question. Then let's talk just college hockey as a whole. Mm -hmm. Who's just like vastly overrated in your mind. And who's the team that no one's paying attention to that we absolutely should going into the tournament. Yeah. Um, Vastly overrated. I'll go right away. And this, you know, I don't say that. Yeah, I'm going to say they're overrated. I think BC is a little overrated, but I still think they can go to the Frozen Four easily. Uh, they did lose Logan Hutsko for the year, and that's one of their top scorers. So that's really going to hurt them. But um, they've had a lot of close games, a couple losses. But as of, you know, every team's lost a couple games, college hockey, it's going to happen. But I think BC is a little overrated. 
Um, team to watch out for, though. I'm going to stick with my Bemidji State Beavers. Former, I'm a former B, but uh, they might be the last. All Minnesota teams might get in this year. Um, you know, it looks they're going to play uh, Lake State next weekend, and they're on the bubble to make it right now. But if they can win next weekend, uh, the first game, get to the WCHA championship, they might have a um, a playoff berth there, the NCAA tournament. So, very good defensive team, and uh, like same thing as Mankato last year, they were on a run and um, they got their season ended. Lost a lot of good seniors, a lot of buddies of mine, and um, yeah, I think the Beavers could make a make a move. Oh man, the the Beavers they've played pretty well against Mankato this year. Yeah, like, it, it's been pretty back and forth. Yeah, if you get a one game, let's see who gets through. And like you said before, kind of talking about Michigan State. Like they needed a win to get in where Minnesota can rest on their laurels, knowing that they're going to get into the tournament. Yeah. We see something similar from Mankato. I mean, Mankato's automatically in with, you know, they're, yeah. So I think the, the final game they'll, they'll uh, maybe lose. And that's what I'm hoping for the Beavers sake or, you know, like <laughs> either way, I want to see two WCHA teams in the tournament as it's the last year of the WCHA, um, as you probably know. So um, I think Bemidji State's that team with Bowling Green getting bounced their season's over. Um, so it's Bemidji State, Lake State, Lake Superior State, I should say, uh, Minnesota State, or who am I missing right now? Um, um, I'm blanking right now. That's okay. Oh, it's we Northern got... Michigan. Northern Michigan. Yeah, they just swept, uh, mm-hmm. or not swept, but beat them. Beat, uh, yeah, Bowling Green today. So I don't know. We'll see. I think Bemidji's that second team in from the WCHA, and you're going to have Let's all hope. five Minnesota colleges in there this this year. So oh, That'd be cool. Uh, yeah. Hoppy, we got a question, though. Oh, from Derek Felska. When was the last <laughs> time that Bloomington Jefferson was irrelevant? Uh, it's been a while. Before, uh, before <laughs> I was in high school, I'll tell you that. Um, I think actually my sophomore year, we had a very good team. Lost to Edina. Um, that was back in 2014. Uh, had that game won too, but that was, yeah. But other than that, it's it's been it's been a tough stretch for Jefferson. And new coach in, though, um, in Tillinger. So, I don't, I don't know. A couple of years, though, we got a lot of good uh, Bantams coming up in Peewees, I know talking to the coaches. Hey, all work in progress. And I got to say, I, I'm sorry. This is from just a place of honesty, not disrespect. Yeah. WCHA hasn't existed in my mind for like a decade. So yeah. Yeah. It's been tough. It's been tough for them. And cause they're not winning. They get to the tournament. And they're not winning games. So it's well, no, it's, because they dismantled the goddamn and, and division. That too, that conference. Too. Yeah, once you, <laughs> yeah. Once you dismantle a conference like that and all the rivalries are gone, you got to rebuild. It's like, starting a new program basically i mean it's it's tough it's tough but uh yeah i think as we continue to add teams it's going to make sense and that's what you know they had to do it sometime and now you're going to see more schools join i know the university of illinois is trying to you know add a team and uh, probably get more teams and hopefully just like i don't know i want like 10 teams the next year to you know add division one schools hopefully schools with big football programs that can fund it you know that's kind of no shit i mean that'll just make the game grow way so well, as a true Minnesotan, I've got to ask you, mm-hmm. historically, college hockey, what is the best rivalry? Oof. There I mean, is a right answer. Yeah, it's Gopher, Gopher Sioux. I mean, that's – Okay. That's – that's. All right, Isha, he can stay. He's part of the network. <laughs> We're good. Gopher's right here. I got the Sioux jersey in the closet. It's not – oh, no. James, it, you it, might have to just give us a tour real quick and explain the setup you have here. Yeah. This is incredible. So we got Dartmouth there. Here's my camera guy, Miles, in the shot. He does all our behind-the-scenes work. He makes everything possible. So shout-out to him. Shout-out, shout out Miles. Miles. Yep. Doing? And there's our Duluth jersey signed by Hunter Shepard right there. We got a former Sioux jersey. I got the Breezers from Bemidji State, Michigan there. It's just – we're still getting more schools in. But I got o- Omaha sent in a jersey to us. 
Wow. Uh, but yeah, this is our little studio. It's basically a living room in, in Richfield. We got Wisconsin right there. He's pulling out. Who else do we got? <laughs> Hang on. Where are you? I'm at, where I'm, uh, in my apartment. So I built a studio in my apartment. Yeah, in, this, in not the locker city? room. In what city? In Richfield. Yeah, we built. We built so. Oh, James, we're going to have to meet up. I'm in yep. Richfield as we speak. Yep, absolutely. We uh, we went to Home Depot and got some wood and stained them and built the stalls and got jersey sent in from schools. And um, I built a studio right in my in my apartment. Incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So saying, don't don't judge the boys at everything college hockey based on James's early connection. That you can blame on the Ronas. No, no, that 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 we're gonna blame on Duluth. That was all bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hoppy, I'm just gonna um take a little right turn here, James. How did everything college hockey uh, become a thing? I mean, obviously, like you have a team working on it right now you've turned your living room into a locker room for the purpose of content um what what started all of this because you guys you do an outstanding job with your youtube content you have a hell of a podcast which i'm so happy to be working with you uh together with the hockey podcast network but uh give us just uh even the cole's notes of the story of how this all became a thing yeah i think for me and like my 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 love for college hockey started it um that grew up going to every game at mariucci with my dad and you know, giving the Gophers high fives, walking out the tunnel. I think that, that was the cool. Like, I always sat right by the Gopher bench, and I was in love with it, you know, from an early age. Um, and then playing hockey my whole life, too, at Bloomington Jefferson. So, um, you know, that, that got me interested. And uh, after high school hockey was done, I became a student manager, actually. And then um, I was my junior and senior at Jefferson, actually. And then I wanted – I liked it so much, I wanted to do it for a Division One college. Um, it was either Gophers, Bemidji State, or a couple other schools. And Bemidji State gave me the job, and I – I loved it there. After my first year at the Midgey State, I, the boys invited me um, to live in the hockey house. So shout out to Jay Dickman and Kyle Bauman there, my, my roommates at college, uh, both playing pro right now in the East Coast League. But yeah, those guys got me, you know, even more invested once I moved in with the guys. And, you know, I was in the locker room every day with the Midgey State or at the games and doing all that stuff. So I got a lot of connections. And my that first year living with them, I started an Instagram page and started covering college hockey, just posting about it. And yeah. it, it gained a lot of traction quick. So um, yeah, it's, it's come a long way, man. Yeah, like it's, yeah. You know, it's, it's truly outstanding. Now. Yeah, thank you very much. That means a lot to me and, and the guys here that helped me out. So, um, but yeah, in four years, I mean, that first year is just, you know, uh, direct messaging players on Instagram. And they're like, man, this is great. Like no one else is doing this. You know, there's college hockey Inc. and stuff, but they're not posting a lot. And, you know, we post every day and we try to make quality content. And I think the players taking over the story is what made us big. Um, you know, Spent Chicklets gave us the follow and that really bumped our numbers as well. So shout out to them. But um, yeah, I think it's 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 the, the page is for the players and the kids and the, 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 the players have done a great job messaging the kids and it just keeps growing from there. Oh, that's awesome. It's so cool to hear that, like your love for hockey started with college because I'm up here in Canada, right? Hoppy yeah. he's literally probably your fucking neighbor and you don't even know it. But <laughs> um, <like> it. <laughs> so for me, it was junior hockey, right? Like I grew up in Northern British Columbia. I had a BCHL team and a WHL team that I could go to, you know, on a Friday and Saturday night. And that's where my love for hockey, like I didn't actually start watching the NHL a lot until I was almost in high school because I got my fix from junior hockey. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited to come down South and actually like take in high school hockey, take in oh, college man. hockey because it's, it's a completely different feel yeah. from from junior um, junior A and and then the WHL respectively. Yep, yep, it's a lot different. I like that it's different, and you know, it's I don't know, it's I love it. I like the school aspect of it. That's my favorite part when, you, when we're talking about college hockey because these players are going to school every day, and 
you know, I, I got to see firsthand how hard it is to go to school and then you go to weight training and then you go skate. And, you know, it's not like it's a light skate. These guys are getting big skate and it's tough. And I've done a practice before and I, you know, I made it 30 minutes and I <laughs> damn near died. So um, it's, it's tough. And when you add school on it and you're away from your parents the first time, uh, well, they do it in juniors, but, you know, it's you're young and it's, it's tough. People forget that. It's not just like the NHL or some get kids and juniors where they just they just go to the rink and that's it. You add school into it. It's a whole different aspect. No, yeah, absolutely. I know, like W, well, like the the CHL, like the yeah. Canadian hockey, like it's it's basically like prepping for the pros. Like that's how they, that's how the whole framework of it is. But what's different about Junior A, especially in BC, and I know even like the USHL is, it's kind of like you're a normal kid going to high school. You have weekend games, especially if you're in your like near your hometown, anyways. Yeah. And you're and you're preparing to take the next step to go to college. I want to ask both of you here, and I, I know a little bit Hoppy's highlighted this a little bit but in your guys' opinion do you think because high school hockey and college hockey is so big that actually junior a is like you know it, it takes the back seat um in regards to uh, maybe even minnesota and united states as a whole if you want me to go first i can yeah, um i think from like a united states perspective it doesn't take a huge back seat in Minnesota. It absolutely does because like yeah. Minnesota high school hockey is different than anywhere you'll go in the country. It's, mm -hmm. it's crazy how people get about it. And like Isha, whenever you get down here for a tournament, you'll see it for yourself. So stoked. But I, I think that like you look at the NAHL USHL, there's a lot of great programs that have good followings, but they kind of go to the, like smaller markets, right? Like there's a bunch of great teams in Iowa, Nebraska that don't have an NHL team, but in Minnesota, you've got all of the college teams. You've got all of the high school teams. Now we got the wild. Mm -hmm. It's just not a place that you're going to breed great junior programs with great followings. Right. In yeah. general. Yeah. It's tough. And um, yeah, I mean, now you're adding St. Thomas to the, to the mix too. It's going to make it even harder. Mm -hmm. stuff. <laughs> you go to Green Bay and you play with the Gamblers. Yep, exactly. That's it. Or Chicago. What a name. Or Iowa, yeah, I mean. They got hella sick jerseys too. They the do. Gamblers. Yeah. I love it. Um, they followed me on Twitter and unfollowed me, so I don't know what I said, but <laughs> No, yeah, I think I wouldn't say it takes a backseat. I mean, it doesn't Minnesota, but the rest of the country no. I think yeah, at that level, I mean, any kid's looking for a chance to play and get his face out there, his name out there, so uh, but in Minnesota, yeah, high school hockey is just too rich of a culture. It's yeah, it's like football in Texas. So that's how I compare it, man. James, yeah. give Isha the pitch. I've already he's already sold, but <laughs> tell him why he needs to be here for the state tournament. I mean, uh, it's I think it's just like I think the kids, how much they get into it, how much it means to them. You're only in high school for four years, and it's memories like I'll never forget my first state tournament. I'll never forget my you know my state tournaments in high school, even though Jefferson was never in it. Like as a, as a Minnesota kid, especially like it's our dream every day. You see 18,000 fans. Like you want to be on that blue line for the national anthem. It's, that's what you fight for all season and work hard for. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's the parents, it's the family that comes. It's, it doesn't matter if your school is in it, you want to be there. It's, it's nuts. I don't know how, what to explain. Like, well, it's, it's USA sports, man. Like even in, even the best junior hockey team is getting 9,000 tops in an arena. High yeah. school hockey, you got 18,000? Like, get the fuck out of here. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing. The band's there. It's 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 a little taste of college hockey, too. Like, it's yeah, great. The school spirit's there. And it's, you know, it's... <clears throat> and like, we weren't in any of the four years Jefferson wasn't, wasn't but the, I, I guarantee you that the, the games were on in every classroom on the TV, no matter what, if your school's in yep. it. Yep. 
hundred percent. There was no question about it. Yeah, class is delayed, and if it's not, every kid's on their phone now watching it. So the teachers just give up. They don't, you know, might as well cancel school, make it a holiday. Dude, All that's right. literally when the Olympics are on up here in Canada. It's the same thing. No one's, no one's in class, university or high school. You're just, you're just watching. Yeah. Even if it's like you Germany are- playing, like. I don't know, man. Latvia. <laughs> We're watching it. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Isha compared the Minnesota State High School Hockey Tournament to the Olympics. Hey, Equal it's, playing it's, field for sure. No, that's not what I was comparing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. James, I got to ask real quick. We're already friends. We're cool. But yeah. to find out if we're best friends, give me your top two or three gophers all time. All time? Yep, all time. Not this year. I'm going to go Woog. Um... I, I, I just had Micheletti on the pod last week, and that was. I'm not saying like a rankings. I'm saying who's your favorite Gophers. I gotta do. I'll do. I'll do. Man, take I'm gonna put Micheletti right now because that was my favorite podcast. Just listening to him talk and his experience. The guy had 400 penalty minutes and like 400 points, man, in four years. It's nuts. That's old time. But uh, I'm gonna go with my boy McManus right now. Uh, okay. He's you know I'm good friends with him, and it's been fun to watch him. I've met him his freshman year, and. Now he's a senior for the Gophers captain, and um, he's really had a good year. It's been fun to see him grow. But uh, probably before that, um, oof, it's got to be a, you know one of the guys when I was a kid. Um, I'll probably go. Oh, this is this is tough. This is such a hard question. <laughs> I can see that question. <laughs> I went I went to camp as a as a like a squirt or peewee to the Gopher as a squirt to Gopher camp and. I remember my first day at camp, the Gophers, like one of the players brought me down from camp and into the Gopher locker room because they were training us. And I got to meet like Patoni and Goligoski. I think Goligoski oh. is my favorite, and he's still playing his 20-year career. That, that's so you know, good. He me that's, so- that's one of my top three. Yeah. You, all right, we're, we're good friends now. <laughs> my, my other two, and they're – granted, I'm not going deep into the vault like you did with Micheletti and Woog, and I'm not going current for me. Goligoski is probably my two or three. My yeah. number one, undoubtedly, Isha. Do you know who it is? Uh, I'm disappointed. Okay, it's Phil Kessel, oh, undoubtedly. Was, and then the other guy, Howard? the other guy that's interchangeable with Goligoski. Man, Isha, this one's gonna hurt you to your core. Being a Vancouver fan, I fucking love Jordan Schrader. Holy uh, shit, was he a unit in college? Yeah, what a waste of a pick. <laughs> Waste of a pick. Uh, but we got Goligoski. That's good. They thought he was going to be Johnny Goudreau. What the fuck? I really he should have been. Uh, they deployed him wrong. Okay. Oh, too. Oposo was a good favorite of mine. Oposo, yeah. he was damn good before he hit his head too many times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. He's a fun player to watch. But, uh, yeah, man. It's so – Rao, Bukestad, like, there's just so many guys. It's unbelievable. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, James, um, that's all the time we have for you uh, today. Yeah. On the other side, we're going to wrap things up. But, hey, we're super pumped that uh, every Sunday, if anybody, you know, you or anybody on your team wants to jump on this segment, yeah. um, it's better to have someone go back and forth with Hoppy rather than me just sit back and drink beer and him. Uh, lessons. <laughs> yeah, just rattle off about NCAA and, and Minnesota college hockey. So really appreciate you. smile. <laughs> we yeah. really appreciate your time, man. And uh, we look forward to, to more segments moving uh, moving forward here on Sunday. Absolutely, especially these next three weeks here. We'll get plenty of college hockey talk. Oh, baby. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Again, thanks for having uh, me.
James Murray, Everything College Hockey. You can find them on Twitter. Check out their website and check out YouTube as well. We'll share all the links on social media and, uh, and again, at HockeyPodNet. Yeah, big game day experience video tomorrow. Wisconsin dropping it. So There you go. And if you haven't checked out his game day videos before, they're fucking amazing. So, again, check them out on YouTube, Everything College Hockey. On the other side, we're wrapping up the show, episode 136 of the Soda Pod. Huge thanks to James Murray of Everything College Hockey Hoppy. Other than uh, our technical speed bump at the beginning there. <laughs> um, that that was great, eh? James and the boys at Everything College Hockey. They're so committed to, to their craft and their content is so damn good. Man, it's just good to be able to talk about college hockey with someone. I wish I could with you. Uh, Shane said he's got the keys to the couch. Shane, he's already working with the Hockey Podcast Network, so... He not he not only has the keys he's he's got the locks he's got the whole nine yards. He was given the key and then he had to ask Isha if it was still okay that he used the key. Yeah, yeah. Shane's asking if Dylan and I have used uh, the stickers yet. Um, no, I haven't put them on my computer yet, Shane. But thank you for thank you for the stickers. Some Rick and Morty stickers uh, from Shane. Oh, I thought they were gonna be Shane the Rapper stickers. Damn. Fuck, I wish, dude. Um, I think he's already tagged Pardon and Imo. Your boy SV. No, I'm just kidding. He didn't do that. Nothing incriminating here. Um, thanks to everybody tuning in on uh, on Google, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Folks, the best thing you can do for us this week is give us five stars on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a kind review as well. And if you're a fan of all things NHL and the sport of hockey, check out our website, thehockeypodcastnetwork.com, as we have a podcast for you, a podcast covering the entire NHL and every niche in the sport. On your app, download the episode before you listen as it helps our business. And one of those niches is James and the boys at Everything College Hockey with their Pucks in Deep podcast. Uh, unbelievable stuff. They said you know, they had McLeddy on their one of their last shows and uh, they have all the big names in college hockey. And some who let, let a little loose and actually tell the stories that we want to hear. So, so that's really awesome as well. Uh, anything else, Hoppy, before we wrap things up here? No, man. Nothing too exciting to report. Let's go wild. Let's go Gophers because uh, those are those are the two teams we want to see have more success here on the Soda Pod. Don't forget to follow myself at Vi Sports Talk. You follow the Soda Pod again at the Soda Pod and the Hockey Podcast Network at Hockey Pod Net. Uh, State of Hoppy here at State of Hoppy on Twitter and Instagram as our as our boy Joey runs the Instagram. And if you uh, if you want to see more of what he and Hoppy are drinking, uh, go check that out. Signing off, I'm Isha Jeromey alongside the state of Hoppy. And this has been the Soda Pod presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. You good, man? We good. Don't fear. Just drink some beer and stay wild. Now a show that's going to give you the truth about the biggest epidemic of our times. We're all a little crazy. We're all a little crazy is brought to you by the same year global mental health movement and the Hockey Podcast Network. This is NHL great mental health advocate and member of the same here alliance, Theo Fleury. This is 20 year professional sports executive, mental health advocate and founder of the hashtag same here global mental health movement, Eric Cusin. This is Darren Ravel, sports business insider, mental health advocate and founder of the Same Here Influencer Alliance. We're so afraid as a society to rip the Band-Aid off the topic in a real way 
anytime you open up about something that's controversial or taboo, the first one through the wall always gets bloodied. And that's why we're doing this. We don't mind being the ones getting bloodied. We put our stories out there well before it was a thing to do for a reason. Because as much as they're extreme examples of how far you can fall, they show everyone the challenging life experiences impact everyone, even those of us who have reached the top of our competitive industries. The issue in media today, traditional media and social media, we are so quick to look for simple answers, simple explanations. We want everything wrapped in a bow. But this topic is messy. The nuances need to be explained. Yeah, it needs real long-form conversation like this. I'm just thrilled that we can be real with people and address the current events happening in this space in real time and set the record straight. More talk happening doesn't mean it's helping the conversation move forward. The words we use matter. We have the greatest mental health awareness in the history of our planet, and yet the mental health trends and outcomes are awful. It means the current messages aren't working. Find me a person who hasn't faced trauma in their lives. Anyone. You can. Things have affected all of us. It's why we all say we are all a little crazy in our own unique ways. This topic isn't for one in five of us with mental illness. It's for five in five whose mental health has been impacted. This isn't an athlete issue. It's not a musician issue. It's a societal one. This is the greatest epidemic of our time. No, it's not about stopping any stigma. It's about us all saying same here. Our openness and the commonality in our struggles, that's what erodes stigma better and faster than any campaign telling people to stop anything ever will. Available on all podcast apps. Do us a favor and download each episode before you listen. And if you're an Apple user, please rate and review the podcast as it helps us get these important conversations out to reach a larger audience.